Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 125. We have been just away for a little week, just just a short minute. So this week we are talking two episodes of She-Hulk and two episodes of Lower Decks. We have an MCU-based sodium story and we are ranking secondary based secondary character based episodes in our Fantastic 5. It's not that easy to say. Try it yourself. This is an art attack. Anyway, I'm just rambling now, so why don't we just go into the podcast? It's always um, a good start when you can't even talk. I can't. I can't talk. I can't talk. Yeah. It's it's actually becoming a real problem over the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, the dude. mouth the mouth don't work as fast as the brain. That's that's and to be honest, the brain don't work that fast at all either. So, oh bless, everything's you. a mess. <laughs> do you need a hug? I kind of do. I kind of. How do. are you, buddy? How I mean, are you? physically, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not true because you're forty. <laughs> um, no, no, don't, 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 don't remind me. Um, I actually right. had a friend recently talking about being in their forties, and they're like, "You don't know this. You're in your thirties." And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about." I'm I'm twelve days away. <laughs> Are you excited? Good. So. <laughs> Other, no, it's, at the moment, I'm a little stressed. We're, we're flat hunting at the moment because I, I have to move out. And uh, I, I never miss. I never miss the, the, the joys of flat hunting. Mm. Um, but mm. now, now, now we have the added obstacle. What was that? Oh, dog. Dog, there it is. Yeah, everywhere. It's like, <sighs> this place is perfect. No pets. This place oh, is perfect. No pets. Mate. Those dickheads who don't yeah. allow pets yeah. In, in in their uh, in in their tenancy agreements or their leases or anything like that, I I don't wish you well. In fact, I, d- I don't want you to listen to this podcast. If you are a landlord and you're listening to this podcast and you don't allow pets, uh, this podcast is not for you. You are not allowed here. You're not welcome. Did you see the um the the the, the article on the BBC website where the guy was like, "Oh, in 2008, I became a reluctant landlord." Oh my God, fuck right off. <laughs> Trying to get sympathy. And I'm like, you don't become a reluctant landlord. <laughs> it's just, how, oh. how do you, like, just sell it. Just sell yeah. it and get the money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, just, and sell it to someone who actually needs it, not another yeah. landlord. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh. You don't have to, you don't have to be a landlord. You just, yeah, you just yeah, don't. Yeah. These uh, people act as if they have to, like, oh, oh Jesus. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, but, this is not a political podcast. No, 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 no. That's, that's the next one we're starting next year. Yeah. If we ever have the time. <laughs> what is time? What is time? What is meaning? It is, it, 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 oh my God. But yeah, that's, that's just a little bit of stress from, from, from needing to move. But otherwise, you know, as I say, physically, I'm fine. What okay. about you? How are you? Oh, I'm in, so annoyed right now. What? So annoyed. Why are you so annoyed? I, I have, like, uh, do you know, I'm so surprised at this, right? So, like, the other day, I started getting this itch in my eye, and I was like, this is annoying. Probably got something. It's like, I, felt, I felt like I had something stuck in my eye, and I couldn't get it out, yeah? Yeah. Turns out I've got conjunctivitis, right? I, I, I woke up this morning, my eye was sealed shut. Um, it feels like there's grit in there constantly. It's red. It's, Can I just oh, double check something? Is conjunctivitis the same thing as pink eye? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, the point is, it's a bacterial infection. That's what conjunctivitis is. And apparently, apparently, according to the NHS website, it is highly contagious. In oh, fact, no. it's one of the most contagious infections that you can have. And their advice for whether or not you should stay at home at work is go to work. Oh, for like, sake. <laughs> right? Like, he's, he, on one hand, you're like, eh, it's really contagious. Like, one of the most contagious bacterial infections you can get. Um, but just go w- somewhere where there's lots of people. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just wash your hands. Do you remember when we last had that advice? Do you remember when we last had that advice? Of, it's really <laughs> contagious. Just wash your hands. It'll be fine. Mm, mm, there we go. I'm not saying that I'm going to cause a worldwide pandemic because of my conjunctivitis. But if it does happen, I am patient zero. Uh, so <laughs> I've got yeah. bad news for you as well, Rake. What? It's pink eye. 
<laughs> I've just checked. Well, it's well the annoying tough. thing is, is like I can't stop. Like my eye is so itchy and so sore as I'm, uh, when I move it around. So um, I'm really annoyed. I'm really annoyed. I think you should get an eye patch. I think you could rock it. It doesn't help with the itchiness. And, 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 and no, maybe not. Maybe not. But I think you could, you know, you could be the next Gabrielle. Right. Okay. That, that, <laughs> Look of I, disdain. Just that joke was out of reach. Of oh, oh, <laughs> oh, slow hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've got so much to talk about. So we, should do, we get on with we it. We do. Yeah? So let's 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 get on with right. We've got two episodes of She-Hulk. Uh, one was a, like a fine episode that mm. just was a little bit. What? And one was the best episode of the season. Right. So, so. Right. So last week's episode was the best one and this one was, I'm joking. (laughs) So let's start with the retreat. Fine. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, It was, it was so stupid that it was to the point that it felt like it was a trick. Like when, when they told her, the whole time you're going, they're going to attack her. As soon as she becomes Jen again, they're going to attack her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Honestly, I was, yeah. Because they're all villains. Yeah. Uh, like in, in the MCU, uh, sorry, in Marvel Comics, they're all villains. And they're all villains who are not they're, little villains. They're villain villains. Well, they're also mainly Daredevil villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was the funny bit. Mm, a bit <laughs> foreshadowing there. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're all villains. And you were like, well, they're villains. They're going to have to attack. And no, like they were just villains with problems. Yeah, <laughs> villains who were actually trying to work their shit out. That's the thing that you can appreciate from it. It would have been nice if look. I know you've got Tim Roth there as as the the, the veteran, the OG MCU villain. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, considering he was only the second villain in the entire yeah of yeah the after Obadiah Stane, yeah yeah. Um, but I, I I it would have been kind of fun if maybe Zemo was on a video chat or something. Yeah, like I that. wouldn't have minded from Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, that would have been quite good. That that but, might have been fun, uh, but uh, look. It was fine. It's, as we said, it, it was fine. I think now that the, the more setups they're doing with whoever is the bad guy in She-Hulk, when they go there, it's actually pretty dark. It's very much another side of the coin because now we're getting into like revenge porn and shit like well, that. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's very much like the MCU's going after its own fans like and yeah. i'm using fans in inverted commas there because anyone who acts like that way and claims to be a fan is not a fan they predicted like because this was filmed ages ago they've predicted yeah. the exact backlash that has occurred yeah yeah it's, it's 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 almost yeah it's eerie isn't it well no because let's be honest they've been in this business long enough to yeah. know exactly exactly what people are, look they, they saw what happened with captain marvel yeah, this is very true. This and, is very, and very there, true. There was, there was a little bit of it when it came to Black Widow as well, unfortunately. Mm, um, mm. You know, that they, 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 and and also with the racism as well, you know, with Shang-Chi and um, like um, Black Panther. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, it's not hard to predict. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, you're right, you're it's, right. It's not hard to predict. But they have predicted it so well and... I like the concept, not not the. I don't like like the concept of intelligentsia. I like the use of it as a concept mm, um, mm. because it it is what what was sort of like the difference. I guess I guess Reddit, four chan, four chan. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the use of it. I like sort of where it's going in that respect. Um, but yeah, let, let's shall we move on from the retreat episode because there's not a lot to say about it other than it was yeah no no I, look I enjoyed it it was it was lighthearted it was fine um, the the last week's episode this week's episode with um, let's say it straight away Daredevil yeah um, wow it was brilliant it was brilliant it, it, it was crazy because like this what I've loved about this whole series is the 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 as I say the sitcom feel to it right mm-hmm. I've I've enjoyed that so much. Um, but like what I liked about this episode is it felt like a proper merging of the MCU and the sitcom feel of, um, of She-Hulk. It's, yeah. It maintained the, the, the fun aspect of it. It's like, haha, funny, playing for jokes, but actually started to really be like, no, you're actually part of the MCU. And here's Daredevil, who's a little bit more serious, yeah. even though he's not being serious. Who's actually, we've seen him in Spider-Man. 
Um, he's had his own show, which mm-hmm. okay isn't officially part of the MCU, but is now. I don't know. I like, mean, I would say that the use of the music mm. means that it like it's still canon. I still yeah, I exactly. Think, I so, think that's them saying this is still canon. Yeah. So the point is, we've got this. But so that's the other interesting thing. We'll talk about that in a second about still being canon. Um, okay. Love interests. Uh, oh, what so, Karen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we sound uh, like a couple of old perverts there. I know, <laughs> so, mm, Karen. Mm, <laughs> anyway, the point is, the point is, it felt this week felt like this is an MCU show that happens to be a sitcom rather than being a sitcom that's set in the MCU. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, but I loved it. I really, really loved it. And the conclusion of the episode, the the high point. Uh, first of all, brilliant. One of my favorite fourth wall breaks. It was so. Um, Ferris Bueller. Why are you still here? Yeah. Oh, you're still here. Oh, wait. Yeah. Isn't the next episode the season finale? <gasps> the big twist is coming up. I wonder what yeah. it's going to be. Am I going to be fridged? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the term fridged as well. I was like, oh, sweet. Um, but the For whole those point who is- don't know, fridged is actually a term that was coined from a DC comic, not a Marvel one. This is very true. <laughs> this is so true. But the point is, I, I loved it. I, I, it was such an enjoyable episode. So, and just, yeah, seeing... She-Hulk be She-Hulk, but also getting to see Daredevil. And it's just, he really did suit, he really does suit that role. He's yeah. so good um, as Mar- Matt Murdock, but even better as Daredevil. And just mm. seeing him do his thing again in the mustard and red suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful. No, it was great. But, but he, he, he just fell into it. Like, for a start, this is, okay, I, I guess season three had at least a scene. Mm. of Matt Murdock working in court because we've got to be honest like he's a lawyer but you very rarely see him in court yeah <laughs> like, th- this is the one thing I'd say out of three seasons of Daredevil there's probably only a scene per season of him in court um yep. so it's nice to see Matt Murdock being good at what Matt Murdock does mm. and then when you see him in the Daredevil suit like the bit where he's counting all the heartbeats oh, like that felt God. very much from the Netflix show that like they got the feel he got the feel of that character he's back he, he is mm. back and it just yeah. it worked it worked i agree agree yeah. so i'm just i was just so happy to see it and yeah and the I walk agree of shame you... oh that was the fact so that he did funny. it with it he took his shoes off and was walking yeah. like carrying his shoes I it was it. brilliant it was brilliant no I, I i i agree i think it was the the best episode of the season and i'm so looking forward to the finale now um it's who do you think i mean it's got to be what that it's creepy... got to be the leader no, yeah. no, I think um, I think he's he's part of it, the, the creepy dude. Uh, the, mm. the, and I think that that scene is going to be used against her as well because there were witnesses that saw her lose her temper and push the table against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that scene is going to be used against her as well. I think that was a setup. I think he's part of it. I don't think he's the Hulk King. Mm. I still think it's probably going to be Samuel Stearns or... It, it still could be abomination or, or he could still be involved. Um, yeah. There's still something I don't quite trust about that whole scenario. Um, but the fact that this is it, it, basically that last scene was Bruce being proven right, that she does need to control her anger as much as she can control it better than any other man. Sure. She still has the capability of losing her temper to that this degree because yep. we've not seen her raw mm. since that first episode and seeing her raw to me was like showing the monster inside and yeah. and 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 it being on display for everyone else to see including her boss that looked like he was thinking yeah she's fired yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next episode mm. uh yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm really really looking forward to it yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be fun to rewatch the whole season when it's all you know done and dusted. Excellent. Mm. So, yes. Nordex, you've so, been dying to talk about this. I have been dying to talk about this because uh, what we're going to talk about is my favorite episode, probably of Lower Decks ever, and then an episode that I could probably have done without. So, <laughs> okay, my, my, my okay. least favorite episode of Lower Decks. Not that it was bad; it was just that it was my least favorite episode of Lower Decks, which was the the the, the most recent episode. But it was so nice to be back on Deep Space Nine, Tarek Nor. I just I just loved being back on Deep Space Nine, and it's the fact that it was 
probably only what five years later after the season finale of Deep Space Nine. Mm. It was only mm. like it's not not ages. It's certainly not been thirty years chronologically. It's only it's only been a minute, and and that's why Kira's there still in charge, mm-hmm. and Quark in the in the bar still. Uh, I, I I just I just love that. I, I, Kelly turned to me and went, "Where was Odo?" I went. <laughs> I said, "Well, well, one he went back to his people, and yeah. and also the actor died." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Like I um like I enjoy Deep Space Nine, but I don't have the love for it that a lot of people seem to have. Um, like a lot of people will do. Uh, so for me, it was like, hey, this is nice, and I'm enjoying it, and it was mm. great. Um. Yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I think I think it was a very good episode. Um, but I don't think like yeah. It's, as I said, I, I I just don't have the love for Deep Space Nine that a lot of people have. It just brought me so much joy. It like if they did the so same, if they did if they did something similar with um, the Enterprise, like with the original, you know, the, the next the gen Enterprise probably. E or something like that. Yeah, then I think I'd be a hell of a lot more excited, but. As you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. And yeah, it's very, it, it was very in keeping like Quark. I, yeah, that was a very Quark thing to do. And, uh, you know, it was like, I think what I'm really like about Lower Decks is it does, it does Star Trek stuff, but just heightens the comedy, like heightens yeah. the ridiculousness of the Star Trek things. Does that make sense? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like what Quark did was what Quark did, would do in Deep Space Nine, but yes. they heightened the comedy. Yeah. Um, what I found funny though is when you know I first heard his voice, I was like, "He's not wearing his teeth." Oh, I thought he was. No. When the first the first wee bit of the episode, I was like, "Oh, that sounds too clean. It sounds too much like him, like the actor." Sure, and it does sure. sound, yeah. Then it does sound like Quark. Um, but as as it went on, you were like, "Oh, it's getting better now." So you must have they must have gone like, "Actually, mate, just do you, do you want to stick the teeth in? Do you want to stick yeah, the teeth in?" Yeah, it does sound like that. It was he had a bit of warming up to do. I mean, he said yeah. that he's interested in making appearances as Quark again, but not as a full-time thing because, like, the hours it takes. He did say he, there was a, an event, some Comic-Con, and mm. he, he someone paid him to put the makeup on one more time. But he mm. said he would only agree to it as if his original makeup artist was available to do it. Yeah. And she yeah. was, and that was, oh, that was, that was pretty cool. But cool. Um, I, I, I just love the back and forth with Kira and Shax. Yes, I really thought that was funny. That, that was, was that was great, and it sort of worked trying to Where one up to each outdo, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was really really funny. As I said, it was a good episode. It was a really really good episode. I just I don't think I had the same nostalgia value that a lot of people that you know a lot of people messaged me about it, going, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Okay." It's like as I said, just because just because I don't have that same nostalgia for Deep Space Nine as some other people, so I thought like I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a very good episode of Lower Decks, and I really yeah. liked the I liked the callbacks. I loved the beginning where it's like um what do we do just fly around the pylons looking interested yeah like i, I thought that was hilarious you know there was there was yeah. a lot of jokes and a lot of stuff in it that just made me laugh and a lot of stuff that was like oh, i get it but it's like i don't think i had the same nostalgia value that a lot of other people did i think what helps for me is because i've watched it again so recently mm. that, that it's it felt like a sort of a, a, a much more seamless transition yeah to be like i can't because for me it's almost like it, imagine, imagine all of a sudden being being able to watch a brand new episode of Next Generation. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I get that. I, you know, I totally set in get that, that era, not, yeah. not Picard, because Picard yeah. is technically supposed to be that, but it's not that. But uh, yeah. just imagine being able to to watch one more Tom Baker episode of Doctor Who, or yeah, you know, no, something no, I along told- all those lines. Yeah, no, I do get it, man. I do get it. So, no, it was good. It was a good episode. I very much enjoyed it. I did very much. I, I think I've got to say, I very much enjoyed it. I just yeah. didn't have the nostalgia value of it. So that but was it. What about the next episode where the, the return of the Exocomp? You see, I really enjoyed that one. I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was really good. I thought it was fine and it did make me laugh. But I was so grateful when the other characters came back and I was like, oh, thank God. I was so done with the whole thing. No, I, yeah, I, I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was really stupid. Um, and I thought again, lower, it's that whole thing we've spoken to about before is that lower decks has gone on long enough now that it's got its own lore. Oh yeah. And that's what this, this, this was very much leaning on it. Um, and I really, really liked that. Um, so no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was interesting. 
I, I loved how it was twist after twist after twist. Um, <laughs> I love I loved the fact that when they got married, she had a wooden beak. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I did it was laugh lo- at that, yes. Yeah. It was just, I just thought it was a fun episode. Um, and her ending up in the, uh, the what was it, the Department of Maniacal AIs yes. or whatever, that, that, that was just brilliant oh, yeah. um, was, at it, the that end. That was perfect. That was a perfect resolution for her. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was a very... I thought it was a, like, yeah, maybe it's not the best episode. I mean, like, I actually think the Deep Space Nine episode was better. Um, but I do think it was a lot of fun. I really, really, I actually really enjoyed it. It wasn't, I don't say it's yeah. my least favorite episode of all of Lower Decks. Yeah, I, I, I can see why. Yeah. I can see why. I can see why. I, I, ironically, I would probably say it's my least favorite as well, but I still really liked it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not that I dislike it. It's just I was a bit meh for half of it until the other yeah. characters turned up and I was like, thank God. I'm just okay. grateful to have these characters back because they're just, you know, those are the characters I want to spend time with. Fair enough. Um, Fair not a character enough. who only appeared in one episode two seasons ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Um, but uh, did you did you recognize, did you hear... Some uh, voices. Some voices, yeah. Did you hear some voices? Yeah. J.G. Hertzler. Yeah, as, <laughs> as the salvage guy, as the salvage yeah, captain. Yeah. I was I, like, not just that. Um, oh, God, what's his name again? Jeffrey Coombs. Shran, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was back as the, the yeah. So that was, the, look, it's, 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 it's great. I think we're in agreement that Lower Decks is one of the best things that's happened to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So... Long may it continue. Fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed that the next few episodes are, you know, equally as good, even if they're not as as favorable as some as, of our favorite. I, I'm just looking forward but, to know. finding. The, I'm looking forward to the season finale of Rutherford. What I think I'm really enjoying is that they're not spending too many episodes going over it again and again and again yes. and again. They've got. They've done. They've sort of had a hint at the beginning of the season. They've had an episode where it all kicks off. They've left it now, um, and hopefully we'll come back to it right towards the end. Though I did think it was interesting in the uh, the peanut uh, peanut hamper episode, we went past Rutherford's old mask. Yes, and it sort of lit up. Yes, I thought I thought that was going to play a little bit more into it. So did I. In fact, I thought she used it for something. I thought mm. she'd attached it to something. But yeah, it it took me a moment to click and go. Oh, that's Rutherford's old headpiece. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that that yeah, I'm I'm very curious about what happens with that because that's probably yeah. got some important memory bank stuff on it. Hundred percent. Well, that's it. You know, he he's purged all the rest of it. So yeah, no, it'll be good. To, it'll be good to find out what's going on. But yeah, Lord X, strong, strong, loving it. Yeah, excellent, good stuff. Now, mm. would you like some some sodium chloride? Well, not really. I'm turning 40, so I've been told that I need to cut back on the uh, the salt now. Yeah, but you might need it to clean your eye. Oh, good point. Let's do it. Okay. Play the music. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. Where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. This is a bit of a new one. Okay. I'm not using one specific source for this. Uh, because this sodium story is everywhere at the moment. It is everywhere. It is on all the websites. There are YouTube videos galore on this. Go on. And this is a rumor that has been going around since D23. And it's to do with the film The Thunderbolts. Right. And it's to do with the recasting of a deceased actor. (laughs) Um, uh oh. So, uh, as we know, William Hurt, who played yep. Th- Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who yep. the team is named after, who yep. would also go on in the comics to turn into the Red Hulk. Red Hulk, yep. Uh, but they're talking about, and they've done, so many people have done fan art on the recasting of Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, and it's Harrison Ford. I don't think he would do it. I don't think he would do it either. They'd have to pay him a lot of money because he will do stuff for money. He's been very honest about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll do stuff for money, but he doesn't like doing all the nerdy stuff. He barely likes Star Wars. I mean, saying that, he he does barely like Star Wars, but they pay him. And look, he, look he, if, if he was willing to come back for that scene in Rise of Skywalker... <laughs> if anyone was willing to be in Rise of Skywalker, they should not be a... <laughs> but oh, Billy D. Well, I know, I know. But if... All he needs to do is just be there for the scenes as Thaddeus. I'm not expecting uh, Harrison Ford to get into the pyjamas and uh, do motion capture for Red Hulk. Could you imagine? (laughs) 
Just the grumpiest Red Hulk you could imagine. But not even grumpy in a bad way where he's angry and like trying to smash stuff. Just grumpy as like grumpy old man Hulk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get those kids off my lawn. So, <laughs> just, I mean, do you like the idea? First, do you like the I idea? I don't. No? I, I don't. Like, I like Harrison Ford. I like Harrison, I like Harrison Ford and I've done a lot of good movies. But I also think Harrison Ford's... I just... He's difficult to work with. He doesn't like what he does. Um, like he, he, he is like he's very open. That he's in it for the money and stuff like that, yeah. and that's fine. That's perfectly, perfectly fine. And I'm not saying that everybody who does an MCU movie, a Star Wars movie, has to love it. If we only cast fans of those franchises in the roles, then it would be it would be terrible. No, yeah, you've uh, got to cast people who are good at their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Not what they're not what they like. Would Harrison yeah. Ford be good? Probably. But that's the thing. I, I I don't know if he would be. I I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not I'm not onto the idea. I, it's just it's either that or that someone else is a Red Hulk because I'm sure they just want to do Red Hulk. And but, I, do you know what? I I think I would prefer another Red Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's because been you, another you, Red Hulk in the comics. But, but do you know what? Like I think like. For me as well, I think what the MCU has been very, very good at is not necessarily like it's, it's not been very. It's not been. No, it has been good at sort of not recasting too much. There's been a couple. Just I can think of I can think of three off the top of my head. Go three, on, three, and that's um, Rhodey, Rhodey, um, uh, Bruce Banner, and yeah. um, in fact, I think there's been two recastings regarding uh, the Warriors Three. Certainly one of them, yep. Fandral. Fandral, yeah. Uh, oh, no, that was, I think he was actually, you know, Zachary Levi, I think. Was, was the original, was the original actor, but yeah. he, didn't, he couldn't do the movie. And, so, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what happened there. But those are the three that I can think of. Yeah, I can't yeah, exactly. think of much more than that. And I think, and that's the point, they haven't like, and there's been actors who have like passed away and they've shown, like, again, Chadwick Boseman mm. being the most, you know, the biggest one to say, and they've just gone, and like, it's, like that's fine, you know, and actors have moved on and not said to come back and so on. And like, they're not, they're not recasting the, they killed Robert Downey Jr. They killed, mm-hmm. not Robert Downey Jr., but they killed, they killed Tony Stark. <laughs> they actually killed him. That was yeah, in his contract. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. It's part of the contract is that he actually has to die, which would explain uh, his poor movies since uh, the MCU. Yeah. Um, but the I point that's is. part of his contract as well. Yeah. You can only be in bad films now. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is that I think the MCU is actually quite good for not recasting heavily um, and just letting characters change or recasting uh, in a different way, you know, making different heroes, different characters. And I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I'm totally okay with it. it. Could there be another character playing Red Hulk? I think I'd prefer it. I think I would prefer it rather than sort of going because it wasn't as if Thaddeus Ross was just an incredible Hulk. No, no, Civil War and Infinity He played War. quite a big part in the end in the MCU. So it would be, I think it'd be quite jarring to to see that change, be that character and go like, oh, you look like this now. You know, I, I don't think, I mean, maybe cast Harrison Ford, but as a different, you know, Ross, as a different like general, but... I don't think he needs to be... It's his brother, Theodore Ross. <laughs> who happens to also have the nickname Thunderbolt. There you go. There you go. So, I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessary. Do you think it will happen? No. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Let's mark that down in the sodium calendar. That, <laughs> that Rick definitely thinks that's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I'm really 50-50 on it. I'm really 50-50. Just because I think Harrison Ford, if they offer him enough money, he will probably say yes. But I don't think with the MCU, they need to offer a lot of money to people these days. Like, they do offer a lot of money. I think um, with Harrison Ford, you need to offer him a lot of money. Yeah, but that's the point, though, that I think they would go for someone else they didn't have to offer a lot of money for. Well, who, who would, if let's say, I know in a perfect world, you don't want it to be recast, but in this other imperfect world in the multiverse, who would you have recast in the role? Oh, I don't know. It's not, there's not really a lot of people. There's Maybe really, Ed Harris? Really not. Maybe. Or, oh no, I'm just trying to think of the actor's name. 
just because of his mustache. Oh, Sam, uh, uh, he played him in the he played him in the Incredible Hulk. Uh, not Incredible Hulk. He played him in Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Sam Elliott. He played yeah, Sam Elliott. Let's yeah. get Sam Elliott in. Just that, do that would really Shit. fuck people up. Because I it's mean, like, especially, especially after One Division in Quicksilver, like that would really fuck people up. Because it'd be like, no, he's he's he played him in the other movie, but he's not that version. He's oh my god. Yeah, nosebleeds for everyone. There trying you go. To work there's, that my, out. There's, there, there's my solution for the recasting. <laughs> Oh dear! So uh, I admit it. You love that idea. I kind of do because because I'm I've been a fan of Marvel trolling fans like they've been mm-hmm. doing with She Hulk and like, like they, they did, did with Quicksilver. Yeah, Ralph Silver. Ralph Boner. I like yeah. what they did with that. Um, and 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 bringing in the Illuminati only to just murder them all. I mm-hmm. love all of that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, okay, maybe I'm on board with your idea. There we go. God damn See? it! Knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Play the music, Just, this segment's over. <laughs> salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> it's not often that I get to win uh, a sodium story. Not that it's a competition, but it's definitely a competition. Uh, so it's not... <laughs> oh, wow, wow. But totally worth it. Uh, yeah, well, no, take, t- look, just take the win. I, I will, I have. Just, just just take it. Don't, don't stew on it too much. Don't, don't enjoy it for too long. Stop playing with your eye. I can't help it. It's really sore. Stop playing with your eye. I got, how long have I got left? I've got like a timer running for, I've got 20 minutes before I can go take, uh, put in some more eye drops. Okay then. Okay. Look. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to set a timer, listeners. We're setting a timer. Set your stopwatches now. There's a time code I, in I've the podcast. I've already got a timer running. It's on here. <laughs> We're going to put time codes on the podcast when Rick has to put his eye medicine in. <laughs> Come on, well, let's get on with it. Let's get on with let's it. Come on, on play the it. music. We, play the music. Okay. When your brain is in a twist, because you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. <laughs> well... This is again. This is a classic example of us thinking about, well, not thinking about what we should do for our Fantastic Five until the very last minute. Yep. And then you throw one at me, Rick. You threw this one at me, and I loved the idea. It was a good one, one, but it it took me a long time. Really hard. It took me a long time, and what was annoying because usually when it comes to who gets something first, we send it to each other, and it's like, right, this is locked in. I've got there first. And I had four of them locked in this morning. And then later this afternoon, I hadn't locked my fifth one in and then you sent it. And then I was then down to three. (laughs) (laughs) It was harder than I thought it would be. Yes. There's that sometimes it's like, this is a brilliant idea, but oh my God, hold on. I can't. I still think it's a brilliant idea. But it is, it is. It was a hard one. Okay, uh, I, uh, should we, should we explain that, what it is? Yeah, so, yeah, you, you do it, it's yours. It's, it's a fantastic five of the best TV episodes where a recurring or background character was the main, was turned into the main character. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so like this episode of Lower Decks with Peanut Hamper, we fo- it was an episode that folks focuses on background or secondary characters for an episode. And the main characters maybe don't come in until the end or they're, they're, they, they play a supporting role throughout it. Yes. Okay? Yes. So that was the concept. I thought there would be more. It's what we remember. That's the tricky thing. Yeah. That's yeah. because it, it, it took me a while to be like, oh, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this I is had it. one. I had my number one instantly. I knew my number one okay. right away. Cool. But the rest, yeah, was a bit, was a bit tricky. Well, shall we, um, shall we do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll start because it's yours. So you can finish. You can put your number one last. Okay. Okay. Um, So my number five. Yeah. It'll be no surprise to anyone that I've picked an episode of Scrubs. Uh, And it's not just like one character it focuses on because the episode is called Their Story. Mm. And it focuses on the character of Jordan, um, Ted and Todd. It focuses mainly on them. There may be a fourth that I'm forgetting, but I think it's mainly those three. Because mm. the whole concept of Scrubs is is JD uh, does his monologues, 
but then he passes it on to these three and these three are now all doing like little inner monologues in their yeah. heads and it's about jordan who's having fun trying to ruin elliot's relationship and then realizing that actually she doesn't really get fun of ruining people's fun because actually she realizes it makes her a bad person yeah um the uh, one with ted is him fighting for the nurses uh to, to to get them like better better working conditions and all of that which is really nice for ted it gives him a win mm, and mm. uh with todd it's it's really interesting with todd because todd is always seen as this just awful character and for the most part he is he is like 90 percent a terrible person yeah yeah um but in this episode you get this 10 percent of him that he's actually smarter than you think yeah. And he's much more of a better friend than you would think as well. But he would have to be smarter because he's a surgeon. He is a surgeon. And as is discovered in an f- early episode of Scrubs, he is the best surgeon. Mm-hmm. He is technically the best surgeon in the hospital, as has yep. been said. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is that there's a 16-year-old girl who's going to get breast implants. Yes. And Turk is going to try and stop it. But... Todd's trying to make him realize, like, if you get involved in this way, you will actually lose your job. And that's sort of, you're just seeing sides of these characters. You know, you're seeing Ted being stronger. You're seeing Jordan being more compassionate. And you're seeing Todd being a genuinely good surgeon and wary and competent. And that, I think, is what's great about these sorts of episodes, is really seeing these characters in a new light. And, cool. yeah, that's, that's, that's what this is all about. Good. Good. So, yeah. that's, a good that's a good one. Thank a good you. one to start off with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it. Like your it. number five, please, sir. Uh, I'm going to stick in the sitcom territory as well. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, and we're going to go with the last season of How I Met Your Mother. Now, I know, like, there's a lot of obviously controversy with how how i met your mother finished like that's let's not deny that okay also and because i think one of the most annoying things about it is actually how good a job they did in that last season of making you fall in love with the mother okay right right making her feel like she was part of the show all along Mm -hmm. right you felt like that character was always there that's how good a job they did. And it was done in one episode, which was how your mother met me. And they literally went back through the show and showed all the moments that they almost crossed paths. And they showed her side of the story. And it was so, so good. And it was so, so well done. And by the end of it, you had as much love for the mother who was only in it for a handful of episodes as you did for any of the characters that were main characters for the whole show. It was incredibly well done. And, you know, it it angers me that, um, it angers me that they finished the show on the way that they finished it, where they kill, like, it just, it just really, really angers me. And I think part of the reason it angers me is because they did such a good job. Of making you want, the, of making you love the mother, yeah. you know, um, uh, making you love Tracy. That was her name, um, and the fact that it ends on the episode ends on the same note that the previous episode ends on, where she's singing on the balcony, singing mm. for her ukulele, singing uh, "La Vie en Rose." Mm. It was just, just absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, it's one, of, it's, it's one of the best. It's one of the best of examples I could think of, and it's number five. So there you go. Yeah. number five, strong, strong start. Here I've not go. actually so your... seen that episode yet. It's really good, mate. If you ever get a chance to, it's At so, point, so good. I'm sure I will. Yeah. It's, it's actually one of the best episodes of how I met your mother. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, what's uh, your number four? My number four, it's an interesting one. Um, I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason it's on the list is because it was one I could only think of. Um, but another reason is I remember when I first saw it and I thought, I'm not sure I liked this episode, but the second mm. time I watched the episode, I really liked it. So I've put it on my list. Yeah. And that is the character of Beard, Coach Beard in Ted Lasso in Beard After Hours. Is the name oh, it's a great episode. episode. It is a great episode. I think I think it was just at the time, maybe it's, it's very jarring. It's, it is jarring. It's, it's, it's got a different intro. Um, it's got a different vibe entirely. Um, but the other thing as well, though, is it's not just that it focuses on Beard. It's also that it focuses on the fans from the pub. Yeah. And that little bit of joy that they get. One, 
they get to hang out with the coach of their favorite football team mm-hmm. or one of the coaches of their favorite football team. But then he does them a solid and lets them like go on the ground after hours. Can you imagine? Like, I know you can, cause I know you've been a bit more of a fan of football than I ever was, but being a fan of your favorite team and then being able to go onto that pitch. Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah. Imagine being able to sit on the captain's chair of the bridge of the Enterprise D. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Way, there's a picture back there of me doing it. Okay, well, just shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> but, but it's like me getting to stand on stage uh, where I've got Joe Satriani's band behind me and I get yes. to jam with, or I get to jam with Metallica or something like that. Yeah, That's totally. what this is for these guys, that they get to do that and you get to see this bit of joy. Um, but also, yes, you do get to see the Coach Beard life you get to see Mm. his inner demons and again you get to understand him a bit more you get to see that he really cares about the team and yeah he always comes across as someone who is aloof but it's an episode that gives you the impression that he's he cares a lot more than he lets on and not not just cares about the team but he also cares what people think about him Mm, like more than you expect exactly and and that's that's the thing he's I don't want to say sensitive because it just feels like a, a, a too weak a word, but you you get to see his sensitivity uh, yeah, to 100%. to to the perception on on him, and yeah, it's but it's it's a good it's a good laugh. It's it's a little bit different. And it's fun. It's a fun episode. Good. So yeah, yeah, good shout. There we go. Love it. Love there it. There we go. Right, you're number four. Okay, I'm going to throw out a controversial one here. Really controversial. I was going to put this up higher in the list, but we're going to get this over and done with. Was there an okay. episode based purely on the toaster from Red Dwarf? Yeah, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I would watch that. I would love that. Okay, okay. So the episode of Voyager, Star oh. Trek. I've got two star. I've got two Star Trek episodes on my list. Okay? okay, okay. This is a Voyager episode. Okay, okay. Um, the episode is called Course Oblivion. Now, it's a follow-up episode to an episode where uh, Voyager lands on a demon-class planet with the living living blood stuff. Yes. That clones them all. Yes. This episode, we end up following... We start the episode thinking that we're watching the main crew and something is going wrong with the ship, like the ship starts malfunctioning. Yes. And then it turns out that the crew is actually the living the blood the the from the demon planet so listen technically it's the main cast but actually they're playing uh clones of themselves so they're actually playing uh secondary characters so that's yeah. that's where i'm going with that one because actually it's a very good episode as it well it is yeah it's a really really good because it turns out as well because it turns out they've not only have they recreated voyager they've gone on the same types of missions that voyager would do because at some point they've got a cargo bay full of stuff that they've got from other civilizations that when voyager finally comes across uh, the distress signal of the other voyager yeah there's nothing left apart from the liquid that these demon the, the they're made of yeah and a few relics from other planets and stuff like that. The, the stuff that they had got from other. It's incredible. It's brilliant. And they even tried to build a sort of, um, oh, what's it again? Like a time capsule, essentially. Like right, a, yeah, a, yeah, an yeah, escape yeah. thing to say. Um, uh, out of stuff that they've got from other planets, from other people mm-hmm. to say that. And it, it gets destroyed because their launch system just completely melts and disintegrates. So it's like, it's actually incredible it's actually a really good episode um and i know i know technically i know technically the cast are in it yeah but technically they're not playing themselves it's no 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 i I, look i think this is valid whether it should be uh number three or was it number four four number four number four okay you put this above how i met your mother yeah okay just in terms of the quality of the episode, I think okay. it's a really good episode. No, it's, it is a good episode. It took me a moment to remember it, but um, yeah. it's it's definitely one of those episodes that if you haven't watched the Demon Blood episode beforehand, yeah. no, but, you're like, uh, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. And I think that's one of the best things about this episode is that when you actually just realise what's going on, you're like, oh my God, that's really clever. That's mm. really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my number four. It's that like uh, it. Course Oblivion uh, Voyager. I like the curveball. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're welcome. You're nice. welcome. Okay. What's your uh, what's your number three? My number three is um, it, 
Sometimes it's tricky because when you have ensemble casts, they're kind of all lead characters. But like, like for instance, like if, if there was an episode purely on data, Hmm. He, he's a lead character, but he's not the lead character, yeah, is he? Yeah. So no. would that count? Would Data's Day count? Yeah. It's not my option, but you see my the conundrum. Um, yeah. This is an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Now, uh, in the fifth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think it was the fifth season. Is it fifth? Or was it six? Yeah. Where, they, where they're in space. Oh, yes, yeah. Where, they're, where, they're, where they're, they're in the future, they're in space, Earth has pretty much been destroyed, uh, they're basically oh, creased. I love that season. It's a great season. And then all of a sudden, because they're, they're all there apart from Fitz. Everyone's there apart from Fitz. Mm, and mm. then there's this episode that's called Rewind. And it shows you what Fitz was up to as soon as they went disappearing, as soon as they disappeared in the present. Yeah. Uh, so... And it's him, and then he teams up with Lance, who that's right, yeah. Uh, which which was great to have that character back. We all love Lance. It's such a shame that those two didn't get their spin-off show that they were promised. I know, I would love that. <laughs> but that's that's just the way it goes. But um, the fact that it was just a bit farcical. Mm-hmm. It was a comical episode with serious stakes. Yeah, yeah, and, it really was. Uh, and it was it was a nice change of pace from the original. Uh, as the season went on, because the original season in space, it was fucking dark and it was, it was miserable. Yeah. It was miserable. It was tense. It was brilliant, but it was, it, it, as you say, heavy. It was hard going. So this was just this lovely spark of joy. But as I said, it has stakes in there. But it was this nice spark of joy that kicked the show, uh, kicked that season into gear because after he then reappeared, in the future, having been mm. frozen, it just, it's, it's just great. I think it just added so much and I loved it. I just loved that episode so much. Great. I love it. I totally agree. I, th- I say, I think I really liked that season, but yeah, it was really dark. And I think that was a really fun episode as well. So no, really good show. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll, I, I'll, I'll accept it. You'll accept it. <laughs> we'll accept it. We'll accept it in your well, it, entries. It was, it was also If, if I can do Course Oblivion, then you can do that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, what's your number three then? Okay, my number three, a lot of people think it should be higher, but um, I actually think it's, it's essentially a damning indictment on the season okay. of, the show, of the show that it's from, um, but also a, it was a wonderful episode to see. Um, and it's a Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> this <laughs> the was the one. This was the return one. of the Mandalorian. No, but it's because exactly, ro- it's exactly right. This isn't controversial or anything. No, it's well, it is because technically, like the book of Boba Fett, we should have been really, we should have been like, oh, it's Boba Fett. We're getting a really good story about Boba Fett. And you know what? There were parts of the Boba Fett story which I, I wish they'd spent more time with the Tusken Raiders. I really do. I wish the whole season had been him and the Tusken Raiders. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I just felt like they used it too quickly and to try and justify why he was the character he was now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you ever watch Arrow? No. They should have done it like Arrow, which was the whole first season should have been flashbacks to the Tusken Raiders. And that whole thing should have been uh, resolved at the end of the season, not three episodes in. There you go. There you go. Because as soon as they resolved it, what did they do in the next episode? Bring back the Mandalorian. And suddenly (laughs) at that point, we all went, oh, thank God. And that's not a good look for a show. That's not yeah. a good look for a show when your main character is supposed to be the, yeah, everyone's excited about Boba Fett and suddenly everyone's actually excited about the replacement for Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a great episode. It was a great episode of The Mandalorian yeah. Uh, yeah. that happened to be midway through the book of Boba Fett. So it was, so I'm, I'm throwing it out there as my number three. And the reason it's not higher is because it was a good episode. It shouldn't have existed. It was an episode of The Mandalorian, not an episode of The Book of Boba Fett, but it works yeah. for your list because it was an episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and exactly. Not a main there character. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And it's higher than the other two because it's actually, because it's, it's Mandalorian. It's, it's, so. it's, a, it's a cracking episode, but it's again that thing of if you skipped watching The Book of Boba Fett, the beginning of season three of The Mandalorian is going to be weird because yeah. you're going to have missed some major stuff. Yeah. Why is Grogu back? Yeah. So. Why is he? Why is he? Why is he in a Nubian starship? Is that, well, yeah, and why? Why is he wearing a like a chainmail vest? And yeah, 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 so much. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. And so why is he number- no longer a Mandalorian? 
So that's my number three. What's your uh, what's your number two? My number two is probably controversial to some because it's Star Trek, right? But it's not from the most beloved of Star Trek, and and not even the most beloved of this era of Star Trek, mm. uh, because it's season one of Enterprise. Right, right. And it's an episode called Shuttle Pod One, and for it's a, me, it's a really good episode. It's a really good episode, and for me. This is what all of Enterprise, not obviously like this episode, but this is the sort of thing that I was looking forward to with this concept of this era of Star Trek. Yeah. And that is, um, I don't want to say inept, but... Well, no, it was low technology. It was... Low technology, but being out of your depth. Yeah, it was it was the final frontier, and they were literally going to the frontier. These were this is this is the the whole when you know when it was originally uh, pitched as wagon train to the stars. Yes, this was literally it. Yeah, this was if they had based um, uh, Pilgrim's Trail or whatever. I can't remember oh, the game. You know the game I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Um, on yeah. on Star Trek. That would have been it. It yeah. was like and Tucker would have died of dysentery. It was yeah. like yeah yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's a great episode. This this is uh, where the two characters Trip and Reed get um they 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 they've they've gone off on a little mission mission, and they come back to they come back to a rendezvous with Enterprise, but they feel like they think the Enterprise has been destroyed, mm-hmm. and they're completely on their own. They've got food depleting, uh, oxygen depleting. They are just waiting to either be rescued or waiting to die. And it's also two characters. You've got one who's British and one who could not be more Southern American. Um, you know, that proper Texas drawl that mm, Trip has. Mm. His name's Trip Tucker, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, one's an engineer and one's security. And, you know, they're, they're, they're from different departments. And they're just, these are two characters who are now properly getting to know each other. Um, and they could be the last faces that each other sees. And I just love that sort of concept. And again, you're learning about these characters. You're finding out about what makes them tick so that when it comes to future episodes, you care about them that little bit more. Mm. Um, but that, yeah, as I say, the concept of these are astronauts that are out of their depth in the void. And that, I think, is what Enterprise should have been more like from the beginning. And yeah. I think, unfortunately, fans wanted a bit more pew, 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 bang, bang, bang. And uh, th- that's why they've really kicked up the, the the seasons, you know, when they brought in the Zindi and they brought in all of this other stuff, you know. But I think if they just really stayed the course on, these are astronauts really having to find their feet in the great big galaxy. And I just, yeah. And that, that, that this episode really demonstrates that for me, I think. Cool. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Love Thank it, you. love it. It's a great show. It's a great, great, great. It's, it's a great episode. episode, and I think season one of Enterprise uh, doesn't get enough love because actually, th- it's it's pretty good. I think there's um, episodes like that and Catwalk are the ones where I go like, "This is what I wanted to see in Enterprise." I think you know? the first episode is banging. I love so, it. I love that yeah. first episode. But no, it's good. Good shout. I am a 40-year-old man who just used the term banging. Shoot yeah, me now. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to, yeah. Shoot me now. Yeah, you're tragic, mate. Tragic. <laughs> okay, number two for you. My number two is, we're going to go back to Star Trek again. Okay. My number two is Lower Decks. Okay. But not uh, the cartoon Lower Decks. I know what you're saying. Not the cartoon Lower Decks. The next generation episode, Lower Decks, because what a great episode that is. Yeah, it inspired the cartoon. Inspired the cartoon, but it was wonderful actually seeing the Lower Decks. It was wonderful seeing the point of view of the Enterprise from the Ensigns, from people who are just trying to get promotions, trying to do their best for by uh, by by Riker they don't they don't see Riker as this fun jazz uh trombone playing character they see him as this intimidating first officer yeah you know it's incredible and it was lovely seeing like the different relationships that go on outside of it as well um and I just I I just think it's it's a wonderful episode it had a wonderful redemption of a character only to tragically you know kill her like it was such a shame because obviously she was part of the episode with uh, Wesley when they got court-martialed for pulling off the illegal star maneuver. Yes, yes. Um, 
And obviously it turns out that actually Picard wanted to redeem her as much as, you know, everyone else. Uh, and yeah, and it's such a shame it led to her death in the episode, but it worked and it made sense. But I think it's one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I, th- I think it's up there in my top five. Understandable. Actually. Understandable. It's, yeah. It's, it's a really good episode. It's definitely my top five of next gen episodes. Because I think it's, it's it's right like up there with like um, yeah no I think it is actually masks. It's, it's, it, yeah I know what yeah, you're saying. yeah. masks yeah. and um, um remember remember me no it's actually a really good band remember me uh, what's the one where, uh, where Troy fucks a ghost not uh, Troy that, Crusher yeah uh, Cr- Crusher what's the one where Troy gets fucked over every episode um yeah no Crusher the one fu- where Troy becomes an old woman <laughs> yeah oh god anyway the point is it's a great episode yeah. And again, it's that whole focus on the ensigns leading the show um, and seeing this different side of these main characters is just brilliant. Yeah. The bit where she goes into the, um, uh, to go speak to Picard and you see Picard in a completely different light from a different point of view. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you, you feel intimidated by him. You're yeah. Like, Come on, man. Don't be a wanker. You know, you yeah. Just sort yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. So there you go. Uh, Lord X, next generation episode. Yeah. That's my number two. It's like that time when you're friends with your boss, but then when your boss has to become your boss and you're mm. like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, mate, come on. We're better than this. Okay, what's yeah. your uh, number one? As I said, I had this one picked. This was my first pick. I knew straight away. I've been saying for years that this is not only the best episode of Lost, but this is probably one of my best, uh, my favorite episodes of television ever. Mm. Um, and it's the episode of Lost called The Constant. And it's to do with Desmond. And it's just as they're really getting into the concept of the time traveliness in Lost, because it was this, it was still in its early phases, them introducing time travel in Lost, and um, it was all to do with the fact that Desmond, who is a secondary character, he didn't get yeah. introduced. Yeah, in, you yeah. Know, he's he's not like Jack and Kate and Sawyer. He is no, a no, absolutely, character. yeah, yeah. Um, it's all to do with. Because of his, I think, his being near the electromagnetic field or whatever, mm. um, he, it, it, basically, you don't time travel, your consciousness time travels. Yes. It's all very days of future past, you know, mm. that kind of mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have no control over it. So, like, one moment he's, like, fine, and then the next minute he's you know back in the past but he's got the memories of the future but he's in the past and everything's all fucked up and everyone thinks he's mad yeah and it's yeah. all really just fucked up and the only way he can stop it is if he finds his constant someone he knows in the past and the future at the same time and if he can link that he will be cured of this time travel sickness that he currently is suffering from and when it gets to that point where he makes the phone call and he speaks to Penny and like a snap of the finger, he's fine. And it is one of the most moving episodes. I love that episode so much. Desmond is my favorite character in Lost. And this episode is just beautiful in its concept and its execution. So if, you know, if give Lost another chance, but if you don't, just watch this episode and it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, when when Lost is at its best, it's still some of the best TV that's ever been around. It's just a yeah. shame that it's so muddled up uh, towards the end. It does but, it does muddle up, but I like the ending. I'm one No, no, I know you do. I know you do, yeah. and I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying it's when it's at its best, it's some of the best television around, and that's one of the best episodes. And he's a brilliant actor. Right. He's a brilliant yeah. actor, Desmond. Yeah, yeah. Um absolutely I've forgotten his name, but yeah, he's he's a, he's he's superb. He's superb. Why isn't he in more things? Anyway. Okay. Good episode. You're number one now. Okay. This wasn't my number one originally. Uh, originally, it was going to be Lower Decks, just because so I could be like, hey, the joke. But actually, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was like, I had to, like, because this is genuinely one of the best episodes of any show that concentrates on its secondary, tertiary, and even fourth tier characters. Okay. okay. It's one of the most beloved episodes of its of the show. Okay. It's 22 short films about Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's phenomenal. Yes. It's yeah. a phenomenal episode, right? I'm going to go through it. You ready for this? Okay. Okay, 22 short films 
about Springfield, right? Number one, Barton Millhouse spit and squirt condiments. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. I'm just going to read it out. Uh, From a highway overpass onto the cars that then go to the Quickie Mart. Apu closes the Quickie Mart for five minutes to attend a party at Sanjay's house, trapping Mole Man in the store. Bart unknowingly throws gum into Lisa's hair and Marge tries to remove the gum by putting peanut butter and mayonnaise in the hair. And that is the extent of your main characters, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest story the main characters have. Is that one. Okay. Uh, Lisa's hair attracts a swarm of bees, one of which flies away and stings Smithers while he's out cycling with Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns takes him to the hospital the only way he knows can by ordering Smithers to cycle himself while he's having an allergic reaction to the hospital. He gets, and then uh, he gets, and then when he gets to the hospital, the orderlies pick up Mr. Burns, yeah? There, we run into Dr. Nick, who's criticised by the hospital board for his unorthodox medical procedures, only to treat Grandpa with an electric light socket, saving his life, yeah? Mo gets robbed by Snake, uh, after Barney gives him $2,000 to pay for a portion of his $14 billion bar, dollar bar tab. Um, eight, and that's the joke where NASA has fine, done all the maths for that, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Then we get one of the most quotable bits of, of Simpsons that's ever happened. Superintendent Chalmers goes to lunch with Principal Skinner at his house. He burns his roast and ends up serving steamed hams even though these hams are quite obviously grilled (laughs) that's what we call them in uh, upstate new york (laughs) it's an aurora borealis at this time of year at this time of day localized entirely in your kitchen yes can i see it no (laughs) like come on like that one sequence alone makes this episode number uh, makes this the the right choice for number one okay finally finally Homer appears and he accidentally traps Maggie inside uh, a newspaper box, a vending box. Chief Wiggum, Lou and Eddie compare McDonald's and Krusty Burger in a whole uh, Pulp Fiction montage. It's fantastic. Bumblebee Man arrives home after a horrible day at work and his house is destroyed. Yeah, do you remember? That that, that happens. Bumblebee Man. Bumblebee Man gets a story, right? Snake runs Wiggum over and their ensuing fight ends with Herman capturing them at gunpoint in store, again carrying on the Pulp Fiction vibes. Uh, Reverend Lovejoy urges his old English pet, his old English sheepdog to use Ned Flanders' lawn as a toilet. Various townspeople advise Marge and Lisa to how to remove the gum stuck in Lisa's hair. So you get every character suddenly comes in and starts telling them how to remove gum from the hair, yeah? Cletus offers Brandine some shoes he found in the telephone line. That's an entire story. I can see my ma. I can call my ma from up here. Hey, ma, get off the dang roof. (laughs) Just so good. Millhouse tries to use the bathroom in Comic Book Guy's Android Dungeon and then ends up going to Herman's store and he accidentally knocks him out with a flail. Like, what the hell? That's two stories that happened there. First, he tries to go use his Android and he's, he tries to charge, he tries to buy a comic book and he was like, no. Then he goes to Herman's. Millhouse's dad tries to force small talk with Herman while he sees Wiggum and Snake tied up only to get knocked out by Millhouse. Brilliant. This is, Love this it. is definitely one of the, not just the best one episode for this list, one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. It really is. Jake the barber cuts the gum out of Lisa's hair, leaving her with a different hairstyle. Remember, she goes through all the different hairstyles. Yeah. 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 There we go. Nelson laughs an extremely tall man in a small car who ends up jumping out the car, taking his trousers down and walking him down the main street of Springfield, laughing at him. Hey, everybody, it's the boy who laughs at everyone. Let's laugh at him. And everyone does Nelson's laugh back. You see, I mean, there's so many moments in this and I'm not even finished it's yet. It's iconic. It's an iconic episode. Bart and Milhouse squirt ketchup and mustard onto Nelson from the overpass, bringing it all back to into one circle, yeah? So it's them at the beginning squirting condiments off the bridge only to finish with them squirting condiments onto um, Nelson. And that's the end of the episode. Or so we think. <laughs> because Professor Frink turns up at the end. Oh, wait a minute, I've got a story. And he's just like, Professor Frink, Professor Frink. He makes you laugh. He makes you think with the jokes and the... Gl- oh, Glavin. Like, it's just... <laughs> oh, 
it's you're it's like i know i i know basically i just told you the whole episode but that's the whole thing this episode concentrates so much on it gives it gives so much life to so much of springfield and all these other th- characters in such a short space of time with each one of them each one of them's only getting like less than a minute of screen time yeah. and the, they tell these amazing funny stories and it is as i said i think it's one of the best i genuinely i will stand on this is the hill i will die on this is the best one of this list like there's no other episode that could have been number one on my list none no no i agree agree. and i'm gonna die on this hill it's one of the best episodes of simpsons ever made agree hard agree so hard agree there you go that's my that's my number one it's 22 short films about springfield this was a fun list a very fun list. Thank you. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. So you know, I'm just gonna edit everything that you said out. I'm just basically gonna go, my number one is twenty-two episode twenty-two short films about Springfield, and then I'm and just, just leave it there. It, and then I'm just gonna cut everything else out. No, no, cut everything else out and then just leave it with me going, Professor Frank, Professor Frank, <laughs> makes you laugh, it makes you think. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm a cruel editor. Oh, you are terrible. I hate you. <laughs> yes, it's true. That it's was good, true. man. I enjoyed that. But yeah. unfortunately that that is the end of the episode. That is. It is, it is. And well done for making it this far. If you're a uh, returning listener and you've made it this far, well done. And thank you for your support. In fact, um, I want to give a shout out to our patrons, uh, our patrons, because we have some. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a new one. Ed Edmondson has joined the uh, the, the Patreon. Welcome, Ed. Fold. Welcome. So thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate uh, you doing that. Now, if this is the first time that you have uh, listened to this podcast and you've made it to the end, congratulations. Well done. You rock. Uh, we really appreciate that you've actually made us far. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe onto whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. So whether that is uh, Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast, whatever you're using, make sure you hit subscribe so you always get the latest episode to your device. Now, the other thing you can do is uh, pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave this episode a five-star review. The more reviews we get, the more five-star reviews we get, the higher we'll crawl up the rankings, the more listeners we'll attract to this podcast. And lastly, the other thing you can do, the last thing you can do for us is tell people about this podcast. Tell them in real life or tell them online. Spread the word online. How can they find us online, Matt? They can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You just search for the Geekatorium. That's the easiest way to find us. You will find us. That's where we post the links for the episodes. If you do see those links for the episodes, don't just like it. Please, more than anything, we really would appreciate if you hit the retweet button or the share button. Or on Instagram, you can't share anything. Just hit the like button. Uh, you can share it in your stories, though. You can share links and, and stuff like that. Put the link in your bio. It's in our bio. Put the link in your bio. Um, you know, we, we describe you. We, we are your identity now. That's, that's how, that's how this, this, this works. Anyways, the other thing you can do, as uh, Rick has nicely suggested, is to support us via Patreon. That's a, a lovely way to help us out. It just, you know, it will go towards us maybe being able to hire editors and being able to put more time into making this podcast uh, a, a high quality media content uh, provider for you so yes just search the geekatorium and you will find us on all the social medias you use apart from uh, what's an, what's another one we're not on tiktok are we no should, we, should we should we be on tiktok maybe i think i think that ship has sailed though hasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. okay the clock has run down on it. The clock has... Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what I did? Yeah. I wish Thanks I for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Terrible jokes. Terrible, of course. Yeah, but that's 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 me.